完璧などありえないこの世界は不完全だから美しいバカバカバカ何俺は海賊王になる待ってなんと恋しさなの力を渡した時に言ったことを覚えているかいクレ違うそこじゃない変態遅い Hello and welcome to More Than Hentai. A podcast is here to show you that anime is far more than just tentacles and catgirls. There's also countless stories of love, loss, laughs, hope, horror, and happiness that are just dying to be found. And I, Brendan White, the salt and pepper senpai, is here to help you find them. More Than Hentai is proudly powered by our friends over at Audio Technica and 8 Bit. And joining on this episode is one. Not only of the pioneers of podcasting, she's also an artist, film critic, patter of all the doggos, and owner of a content creation machine so super it would make Clark Kent jealous. She has a love for comedy, thrillers, and horrors, and her favorite anime is Sailor Moon. You can find her on the socials at Super Marcy. Marcy, my good ma'am, welcome to the Riverside Studio. How might you be doing? Hello, that was quite an introduction.、Um, I don't know what to do with that, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Hello, hello. <laughs> it is great to have you here in the studio, and it, it's a reputation that、uh, is certainly justifying that type of an introduction. Like, you've,、uh, you've done many a thing over many a year. You've been in the podcasting game before. A lot of people even knew really what podcasting was. That is true.、So. That is true. Yeah, you're one of the OGs, right? I'm an OG and I still podcast the most cheaply and trashy way possible. We like keeping it real. <laughs> I like that. It's, you know, you, you've never forgotten your roots. You're keeping it real, you're keeping it grounded. We've got you here on one of the,、uh, the Jabra sort of home office based headsets right now because we had all kinds of audio based gremlins early. But、uh, we're here. We're rocking and rolling. We're going to be talking some anime. And I guess that's probably a good launch point here to talk about、um, maybe your history with anime. And you can sort of fill us in on, on the, the Marcy origin story with anime and, and maybe some highs and lows, favorite,、uh, favorite franchises that you're a big fan of, so on and so forth. So、uh, the floor is yours. Yes, this is the story of how I became Sailor Marcy. No.、Uh- <laughs> I guess I, anime was just kind of there as a kid. Like we'd mentioned Sailor Moon, that was a big one growing up. So lots of Sailor Moon.、Uh, it's been a while actually since I've re watched Sailor Moon. I did attempt to when they re released it a few years ago, but they put the original theme song and I'm like, look, it's good, but the English version just that slaps. Like, No other theme song. So I don't know, I couldn't do it. I needed, I needed my theme song. I don't care if the, the whole thing was in Japanese, just the English theme song to go with it. <laughs> You're going to have to get your editing tools out yourself and、I、just manually supercut that intro back in and then rewatch. I think I'll have to.、Um, but yeah, like with Sailor Moon, there was like Astro Boy,、um, Pokemon, I guess like the usuals. But then、um, kind of growing up, I guess in the 90s, you had a lot of.、Um, I almost can't remember because there were so many, like very more mainstream things like Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z.、Um, I can't even remember, honestly. My brain is fried. 
It, it is a Friday. We're recording uh, yeah. you know, in between the witching hours of, of afternoon tea and dinner. So mm. we're a little bit hungry, a little bit ravenous at the moment. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you, you sort of you cut your teeth on, on anime throughout the 90s. And then you're sort of telling me you had a little bit of a bit of a sort of step away into the wilderness and, and didn't really sort of do a ton of anime, you'd say, over the last, you know, several years or, or decade or so. But you, you're slowly coming, coming back? A little bit. I mean, I've watched more films than shows mm-hmm. I always I've, I always felt like it just this is just my the way I see it it doesn't necessarily make it true but it's always like I don't know where to start like what series would I want to watch um and where do I start because it feels like there's so many things and it is it gets overwhelming so um it has mostly been more films over the last little bit which makes sense because like the films like there's less of a commitment you know you can be in and out in 60 minutes to 120 minutes depending on the runtime where some of these seasons can go 24 episodes Mm. across multiple seasons and you know that's a hell of an investment to get involved and immersed in and and if the show is subpar you feel like you probably wasted a bit of time and there's so much anime out there it's overwhelming like you said there's way too much. There's so much. And again, I wouldn't know where to even start. I've had people recommend things to me. I've seen bits and pieces, but not like fully committed to watching things. Like I've seen a bit of um, like when it started Attack on Titan. I'm going to forget the name, but like <clears throat> it used to be on SBS before or after South Park was... Um, it's got that long title that I'm struggling to remember. Are you thinking Neon Genesis Evangelion? That's it. I don't remember much, but I remember I used to sit and watch it before or after South Park. So that was yeah. another thing that was just there. there. There's so much. And hopefully this this show and, and myself and then other people that we know in this uh, content creation space can sort of act as some, some pseudo guides to, to yeah. help you navigate this this sea of anime because there is a lot. And yeah, for listeners that are that are first timers here on More Than Hentai, the way this show works is I've sort of been liaising back and forth with Marcy, getting an understanding of the things that she likes to watch, things that she has already watched, and then uh, trying to sort of connect her up with with a with an anime series that hopefully will be exciting and interesting and, and, and approved at the end of this. That's something that's held her attention enough to to progress first beyond this this first episode because we're only going to be talking and deep diving on episode one of a particular title in any given episode of More Than Hentai. And then at the back end of that, we'll sort of say, you know, was it good? Are you in? Are you going to keep rolling? Or did I completely miss the mark and spoil 23-ish minutes of your day by by recommending a dud anime? But um, the, the title in question for this this week's episode is a little ditty known as Devilman Crybaby. And I'll give you a little bit of a backstory and then the synopses before we jump in and get Marcy's feelings on this show. So Devilman Crybaby is based on Go Nagai's manga series from the 1970s known as Devilman. It's directed by Masaki Yuasa, produced by Anaplex and Dynamic Planning and animated by Science Saru. Devilman Crybaby was released on Netflix in January of 2018 and to date ran for 10 episodes. It currently holds a score of 7.76 on my anime list and that is based off 636,000 unique user reviews. And the story of Devilman Crybaby is as follows. 
Devils cannot take form without a living host. However, if the will of an individual is strong enough, they can overcome the demon and make its power their own, becoming a devil man. Weak and unassuming, Akira Fudo has always had a bleeding heart. So when his childhood friend Ryu Asuka asks for his help in uncovering devils, Akira accepts without hesitation. However, to Akira's surprise, the place they go is Sabbath, an immortal party of debauchery and degeneracy. Amidst bloodshed and death, demons possess their partiers, turning their bodies into grotesque monsters and begin wreaking havoc. In a reckless attempt to save his best friend, Akira unwittingly merges with the devil Amon and becomes a devil man, gaining the power to defeat the remaining demons. Though it grants him power, this new partnership awakens an insatiable and primeval part of Akira. Having the body of a devil but the same crybaby heart, Akira works alongside Ryu, destroying those that harm humanity and his loved ones. So episode one is called I Need You... And what were your initial thoughts? Like, we, we can go in chronological order from, from the episode here, just work it through from a narrative perspective. We can talk good, bad. We can talk characters. Where do you want to take this, Marcy? What were your thoughts on Devilman Crybaby? Well, I thought this was uh, my origin story of uh, <laughs> Devil Woman Marcy. I thought, well, this explains a lot, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, I honestly, for the for the... For like a good week, I could not remember. I could the the title just kept slipping my memory. Most things do, to be fair. But I'm like, what is it called again? I just could not. The title just did not stay with me. Now that I've watched an episode, okay, I'm remembering the title now. So that's a good place to start. I didn't actually read anything about it, so I wanted to just to go in and not know what I was in for, and. It, it sort of starts off well enough, like, okay, kind of establishing characters here, all right, and then kind of fast forwards a bit, and you're sort of just thrown into, like, the action and what's going on, because much like uh, Akira, kind of don't know what's going on until Akira sort of knows what's going on. Uh, so it does take you on for this ride, but it is very intriguing, very interesting, and certainly goes in an interesting direction once you know about these demons and like what's kind of going on but uh, i thought this show was more than hentai there was a little bit of tentacle and nudity going on in this show yeah they they do not hold back with the sheer amount of breasts that are uh, on display in devil man crybaby there is boobies on boobies on boobies so anyone that wants a little bit of nudity with their anime you've come to the right place with devil man crybaby and yeah, the, the, the show opens like there's not even like an opening scene. It's just straight into the intro. You get this real sort of slow, synthy banger, really muted color palette. There's blacks and grays and silhouettes of devils. And then you get some splashes of red. And then it sort of jumps into the into the show itself. And you meet a young Ryu. You meet a young uh, Akira as children. Uh, Akira's already crying because there's like a sick kitten. Yeah, that was I, was, I was like, do I want to keep going with this? It's there's a yeah. kitten, is like he has to, we got to put it out of its misery, and Akira's crying. I'm like, why would you do this show? No, no. Yeah, and, and re watching, because I watched this when it came out in, in 2018 and, and was a bit hazy on some of the finer details. Then you see Ryu with the Stanley knife or the box right? cutter. And he's like, the cat's going to die anyway. Let me, let me finish it. And you're like, whoa, fuck shit. I forgot about that. But. 
the cat ends up dying of natural causes. Akira is very heartbroken and he's crying and, and it sort of sets the tone that, that Akira is, you know, cry baby. He cries a lot. He's, he's extremely empathetic and, and his, his big heart gets him into a lot of emotional turmoil. And then from there, when you're seeing this friendship established, yeah, it jumps forward 10 years to them being in the back end of high school and, and you see Akira struggling at, at track and field, running like the 100 metres and he's a distant last by about 10 I seconds. Mean, that's relatable. Yeah, I felt very, uh, very much in Akira's shoes in that in that regard as well. Very much. And yeah, so you, you've got this little school dynamic going on. Feels very normal, just very, okay, it's just a standard slice of life type of anime. Nothing crazy is going to happen. But then the, the teacher that's watching the students is sitting there just staring at this like butterfly buzzing around his head. And you're like, what is going on here? And you just think this is just a nothing scene. And then all of a sudden he's he's like got a frog-like tongue and it snaps right? out. Sucks this bug in. He, he's chewing on that. And you're like, oh, okay, nothing is what it seems in this show. And, and it starts to sort of escalate from there. It does. It really does. It sort of, oh, excuse me. Uh, it, it took maybe just a tiny little bit to kind of be like, okay, I kind of get the character dynamics. Um, things do move a little bit quickly at times, especially when you're trying to read subtitles. I much prefer to watch things in its original language and just read the subtitles so I can get the whole experience. So I'm like, okay, I'm guessing he's now living with this person and these people are friends and blah, blah, blah. Okay, I think I've got this dynamics. But then, yeah, in the background, we've got the like the teacher or whoever, and it's like, oh, they, what? They got this uh, weird frog-like tongue. Yeah, and it never get like, in, in the first episode, that never gets referenced or mentioned. Like, none of the students, like, see it and go, like, what the hell, Mr. Teacher? It just happens. And then it cuts to school's over and Kira's walking home with with Miki, who's the the track star, the gorgeous young high school starlet. Everyone loves her, but he's living with Miki and her family and they're walking home and yeah, she then goes, I've got to go run an errand, sorry. So he's sort of off by himself, follows her anyway, which is, you know, cute slash creepy in a a way. Have a little scuffle at like the, the, like the pseudo marina. And then Ryu appears out of nowhere driving the flashes of sports cars. Like right. he's like what, sixteen years old. Now he's just some some dude in a in a white sports car, pulls up really aggressively. Akira, you gotta come with me. You know, it doesn't sort of say exactly we're saving the world, but it was like mm. that kind of that kind of speech. It's like, come on, let's go, we got let's things go. to do and people to save. And then they go driving off and uh start uh Entering the world of, of devils, they go to a nightclub, which gave me like really live action Blade vibes a little bit. You got the yeah. got the synthy soundtrack. It's not as like in Blade, it's not as laden with sex and nudity, but like, like that's more like if it was a party on the show The Boys. Yeah, perfect, perfect comp. Yeah, so they they go to this abandoned sort of warehouse where where this party's taking place. And what they what they've start on uh, discussing is something called the Sabbath, which is like the latest trend on partying, where where devils come to to party and and try and co co inhabit humans and all this kind of just lucid, crazy, fever, dreamy shit going on. There's crazy neon and music and Lots boobies everywhere and yeah. sex and drugs and it's just a hell of a time. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Mm-hmm. What did What did you I think of this scene? Like. I think so. I think so. Yeah, but what do you think of that scene? Because like, 
it was very, very ethereal, very sort of dream, dreamlike, very, very drug fueled. I think because yeah, there's yeah. like melting scenes and colors and just bleh. it's a little bit of chaos, but it's quite interesting. Like I from sort of the opening credits, like the animation there was really really good it's sort of unique for what i was kind of thinking we'd get um but as well the animation is really well done so seeing all that it's like oh this looks a little too good <laughs> i don't know if i want to be in on this party and see all this stuff <laughs> but yeah definitely um it's a bit of chaos going on yeah there's there's a lot of chaos going on and and i like that you, you mentioned the animation it is it's very stripped back at times. Like the the character models are minimalistic. The landscape's very minimalistic. It it just lets a lot of the scene itself be the star, whether it be these crazy splashes of color and neon, or seeing seeing the devils in their various shapes and forms. It's it's really scaled back, but it still feels like it's got a lot of detail and punch to it. Yeah, it definitely does, and uh, you can see that a lot with that whole sequence. Um, yeah. Because it kind of, um, like, as they're going to that, I'm trying to remember because that was a couple of days ago, um, but we kind of understand, like, um, Ryu kind of explains, like, how he knows about the devils and what sort of happened last couple of years for him, that he knows this. So we kind of get that exposition and understand what's going on as well as seeing kind of all this chaos and linking it all together as he's telling the story. So I thought that was kind yeah. of clever too. And and it's it's explained in a way that that's easily accessible to the viewer, but it's done really swiftly. Like mm. this is just done as they're they're cruising towards this party in this sports car. Uh yeah, Rayu's talking about um this this colleague, uh like Professor Fakira is his name, some like Russian or Eastern European professor that's gone off the grid into, mm. I don't know, some some jungle to to study some tribe. And, and he calls Ryu to need his expertise to, to evaluate and understand some things. So Ryu flies across the country, goes to see Fakira, but then he finds out that um, Fakira is possessed by a devil. And the only way for Fakira to, I guess, escape this possession is he sets himself on fire mm. and kills himself right in front of Ryu. And it's just this whole moment. And then, yeah, it sort of pans back to them rocking up to the Sabbath club and, chaos ensues pretty quickly after them walking in like very uh, much so we kind of get the idea of what they potentially are dealing with yeah and yeah poor old uh innocent akira gets gets uh, a cocktail like with get some drugs into his body straight off the bat from this girl that's just wearing a bikini bottom and nothing else and a little bit of flirtatiousness goes on and and then they're sitting down watching what's going on at this at this club and there's sex going on in that corner and there's naked orgies going on over there and then there's dancing and more nudity there. And Ryu sort of gets a bit fed up and he's like, you know what, this isn't gonna this yeah. isn't gonna sort of interest the devils. So he smashes this wine bottle in half, and then he just runs around like stabbing all these he's people just in this club. Them. Like we need blood, let's go. Whoever, whatever. He's a little nuts. Yeah, and you're just like, what the freaking Christ is going on? Like, like dude, do you really want to be doing this? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But then you see what happens after that because uh, that triggers a bit of an awakening in a certain devil. And the first devil you see was uh, possessing this, this female and the devil sort of form starts to come out and then her boobs become sort of like devil 
heads, mouths, I don't know what. It was something. Yeah, these these like devil sentient breasts are then biting people's heads yeah. off in the nightclub and there's just blood and chaos and there's devils popping up everywhere. People getting eaten, people getting cut to bits and impaled and it's just a scene. It really is. That's more like Blade. Yeah. Um, in that regard because there's just chaos. There's blood everywhere. There's blood everywhere. Um, you sort of really get to see these um, these devils and they're a bit creepy. It's creepy, and I like that they were sort of they're all unique. Like when you're seeing these devil transitions, they weren't all, all just different. Yeah, they all didn't just look like you know Satan with wings. It was all mm. kinds of just creepy, twisted, nightmare fuely things. And watching the the human part of them get warped away and yeah. sort of contort into mouths and tentacles and all that other gross stuff was just really cool. And that the art in that was really really nice to watch. Yeah, it was it was very cool that. They all kind of had different designs, so none were, like, the same. But, yeah, also the transformations are, like, kind of gross. Super gross, yeah. Very, well very done, but gross. Yeah, like, straight body horror. And you very feel much. for... There was one guy, like, uh, having sex with this one devil woman, like, on the couch, and he's sort of, you know, mid-thrust, and then she turns into the devil and then just bites him in half. You know, she's like, all right, this is this is happening. This is how it's going tonight, folks. Yeah, and it, it's intense. And then then Ryu gets sort of pinned down and, and Akira's feeling the planning for the worst there. He's thinking Ryu's going to die. Mm. But then you hear Ryu because he's there documenting this this whole time and then he sort of says, you know, Anon, now's your time to, to take over Akira and I guess save the day. So he gets possessed and becomes Devil Man and just like literally rips this first devil right in half, like grabs it by the jaw and sh- shreds it, like snaps it like a like a Kit Kat. Pretty much. Clearly, Akira possesses the uh, power to take control of the devil inside. I think that's it. That's it. Yeah, he's got a uh, he's got the crybaby heart that that sort of manages to isolate the yeah. isolate the evilness that is uh, that is Anon the the demon. Like it's a pretty pretty powerful, heavy hitting devil, I think, uh, Anon from from what's alluded to in this first episode, right? Yeah, I think so. I would say so. Yeah, there's there's death, there's violence, there's chaos, there's plenty of boobies running around still, and yeah, Akira in his devil form is just destroying all these demons. It's a sight to see, and then um, sort of where the episode ends is you can hear Ryu. Uh, concluding that uh, he's now potentially made the most powerful and ruthless demon in the world with this pairing of Akira mm. and uh, and on the devil. So, what did you think of the the ending? As far as the the episode itself, is it a, is it a thumbs up for you? Did did I recommend something that uh, appealed to you? It sort of hooked you in. What's the good and the bad thoughts on on uh, episode one of Devil May Cry Baby? It was absolutely awful. No. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> No, definitely a thumbs up. I really enjoyed it. I was hooked straight away. So um, if something can get me interested like very early on, and I mean in the first like couple of minutes, then yeah, I'm going to keep going and watching it and not kind of be looking at the time. Um, So I really, really liked it. It went into all sorts of directions. It felt like they fit in a lot in 23 minutes or so. But I was definitely left wanting more. I'm like, what the fuck's going to happen? I need this right now. And I purposely didn't continue it so <gasps> I could just focus on the first episode for this. But once it's done, I can go back and watch it. Continue okay, that, it. 
that excites me because yeah, tw- 23 or so minutes, the, the, the table setting, it's a slow roll to begin with, but the second when Ryu rocks up in that sports car and he puts his foot to the floor, so does the show. Really, Pretty much, just yeah. really dials up and the insanity and the violence and the, the sex and just everything's turned up to 25 and it's nuts. It doesn't slow down right until till that end scene and it very it ends very ominously in a way where Ryu, yeah, saying that he's he's now got the, the most powerful and ruthless demon on planet Earth now here where, where Amon has combined with his friend Akira and you sit there and go, hmm, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Yeah, it's kind of like, so I feel like you planned this dude, but... We need to get down to a bit more of it. Yeah, it's um, it's it's interesting because it, it, le- it ends on a big cliffhanger because... It does. Yeah, it builds and builds and builds and then it's just boobies and violence and then hard cut of the, the episode ending. So so you watched, you watched the sub. I've watched it both, sub and dub, and the voice work, it always is typically stronger when you're watching the sub version, but uh, on this rewatch I did the dub just so I could sort of half pay attention and take notes at the same time. The the voice work done for the English adaptation, it's still pretty good. It doesn't have that same bang that uh, you know the the sub version does, but it's still a, still a worthwhile watch depending on if you've got a preference there. Uh, did you have a have a favorite character? We didn't get introduced to a ton of characters in this this first episode, but was there someone that sort of stood out more to you than others that you feel you can get behind or you're intrigued by? I think it's probably the two main characters, Akira and Ryu. Like, I think they're definitely the more interesting and they're dynamic and to see what happens. Like, there's definitely intrigue there to see where it goes. Because, yeah, they are really the main focus, so I think they were the ones that I sort of, I guess... um, I can't think of words today. Uh, they were the ones I gravitated more towards, yeah. um, and definitely want to know more. Okay, yeah, they're 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 a good uh, a yin and yang to each other in in this show, mm. and, and you can see that in those opening scenes where oh, Akira's trying to to save this poor cat, and Ryu wants to cut it up with a box cutter just because. So that sort of black and white sort of mindsets that they have mm. does play off each other a little bit in future episodes and you see how that relationship uh continues to be managed but it is a good watch like 10 episodes it's not a not a long sitting you you can sort of knock this thing out over the span of a few hours in in one night or pace it out as long as you feel on on netflix so it's available to everybody on planet earth you'd say i don't know anyone that doesn't have a netflix account but uh yeah any any other any other takeaways like did you did you like the the soundtrack that they used it was sort of pretty similar where they had a lot of synth wave and a lot of sort of real mm. crunchy pulpy electronica and stuff like that throughout the episode yeah it's stuff that i generally like so it was probably to the point where it was just like there and i didn't even pay attention because <laughs> it was just like all so immersive but um yeah it's the kind of music i like i think it suits uh what we've seen well, what i've seen so far nice um, trying to think of anything else, but honestly, uh, trying to brain on any day is difficult. I, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. I think just overall, like I actually really liked it. And, um, I guess like with, uh, a lot of sh- like anime shows that I've seen, they have been more sort of, I guess, all ages type of stuff. Um, whereas with film, like anime films, it's been a big mixture. So yeah, 
getting to like watch a show that's clearly not meant for everybody it's clearly designed at adults um I did like that and I did like that it kind of went it had this go hard or go home attitude um with the second half of the episode um so I was like yeah I think I'm definitely on board with this yeah it it didn't hold back like it uh it just kept going and going and going in that second half and and yeah if you are a little squeamish or uh, not not yeah. enjoying violence or, or prolonged amounts of nudity in your animated shows, then uh, yeah, little little warning there that you will get a lot of that in Devil May Cry Baby, mm. not only in the first episode but the following nine after that. So uh, yeah, this isn't out isn't an outlier as far as the hyper violence and uh, gratuitous nudity and everything else that they throw at you. Did you have a a favorite scene or moment in this first episode? Like, is there a one part of, of this episode that uh, stood apart from the rest for you? I think it's probably when Ryu starts just slashing everyone in the club and you know that shit is really going to go down. I think that it's kind of a big highlight for the whole episode. Um, I just, I really like how they kind of executed that whole sequence. And then because you know what, you're expecting something, but you're not quite prepared for what you do see. Um, especially when people start turning into the, getting out of that human form into the devil form. So, yeah, I'd say that was probably the big one. Yeah, it's certainly, uh, you, you feel that it's going one way and then that sort of takes just a hard yeah. left. And you can see even the dismay from Akira. He's trying to process what his friend is doing where he's like, what, what do you stop killing? You stop lashing out. This isn't fine. Like come back here, like settle down. And yet it doesn't stop and it continues to build. And it wasn't just cause I thought it was at first, just this one poor lady getting slashed across the chest, but he's like, no, nah, I'm stabbing anybody I can with this bottle. Nope. He's going for everybody. So yep. much of that. So much of that. And then yep. just the, the exclamation lots, point lots. on the back of that, where you start seeing these, these demons start to surface and yeah, grotesquely morph and do all their things. It's such a cool, cool scene. And just the the color palette they use throughout that whole nightclub scene is sick. Mm. Like it's very unique with a lot of anime. You don't see it that, yeah. um, not only like the animation style is really muted and minimalistic, but the color palette barring a few pops of neon, it is really stripped back as well, but it just contrasts and highlights just this madness. Yeah. It knows when to kind of add what it needs to um, to kind of yeah. really. No, get I was watching it through, and it sort of made me like not the same thematically at all, but it made me sort of harken back to like when I watched Sin City for the first time, when it was just really stripped back, mm. and then there's this crazy pop of yellow or whatever, yeah. and it just makes it sort of magnifies everything right in front of your eyes. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good it's a good one to kind of compare it to because it kind of does the same thing, but it's. Obviously, it's not in black and white or mono monochrome, whatever. But yeah, it kind of highlights, it pops colors like yeah, when it, it really, really does, and to such a high degree. Yeah. And it's it's crazy that this was based off of a manga and anime from way back in the seventies. Like, uh, mm. you know, this was just about fifty years between drinks, almost between when uh, Devil Man originally came back and then Crybaby hit the screens in twenty eighteen, and it's. Uh, there's, there's some cool little homages and nods in future episodes. I'm not going to say what or how or why, but there is some cool references and acknowledgements to the source material, which is is fun. But uh, it's always cool. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's, it's cool. out there. It's the it's probably the most out there anime on Netflix, from my knowledge. 
at least I can recall. I, I could see that after having just watched one episode. Yeah, and it's it's a little bit divisive. I know friends that love this and think it's the best, and then others, because it's got that stripped-back animation style just combined with this 24-7 madness, it just wasn't for yeah. them. So it's... Uh, yeah, I can see that too, but um, I know I really liked it. Nice, nice. So I uh, I recommended a winner, you'd say? Definitely. Yes. Um, yeah, the the Book of Marcy, like, if you're going to recommend me something, it's probably got to be one of those go hard or go home, let's have some nudity, let's have some sex, let's have some blood and violence. Like, yeah, that's that's my bread and butter, really. Yeah, it was, was uh, a little stressful trying to, to come up with a bit of a short list for you because apart from yourself, I don't know many more people that have consumed more media in their lifetime and to... To watch things from highbrow to lowbrow to everything else in between, I know you've got a very wide and diverse palette when it comes to your your favourite types of viewing. But I felt this was going to uh, land for you because it is that kind of crazy madness that you might yeah. see on on Tubi Tuesdays. Who knows? Basically, I mean the the great thing about Tubi as a free streaming service, which I'll take any opportunity. Like they should pay me to promote Tubi. I'm just saying, but some. Um, I actually have, like, quite a lot of anime, um, just even on the Australian version and definitely more if you, you know, check the American version. Uh, it's one of the good things there because I'm having a browse and they've got so many things, like new and old, all sorts of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think I think you lucked out with me because being as someone who has consumed a lot of media, anime series is unfortunately a bit of a blind spot. So, um, but, I mean... You did have to choose, or you didn't have to, but you would have wanted to choose something I was going to like, so you did luck out on that. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd <laughs> hate to pick something that I'd know you'd hate because the episode would be a lot more different tonally. And yeah, yeah. I guess we can shift into the official last word, which is presented by our friends over at Japan Crate. Experience Japan through snacks and knickknacks via monthly package drops, courtesy of japancrate.com. But Marcy, what is your last word on Devil Man Cry, baby. Even though you've only watched one episode, give us your thoughts. Give us the elevator pitch if you are maybe trying to recommend this to somebody now about why they should watch Devil Man Cry, baby. Yeah, that's a load. That's a loaded thing to be asked. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, on, on like I, I really liked this uh, first episode. It captured me very quickly, even though it starts off very heartbreaking. Um, I think that is a bit part of it because you're kind of like I don't know if I want to watch this there's a little kitten there but then you know I want to see what's going to happen and yeah I think if you want to take a chance on sort of a bit of a different animation style um as we mentioned sort of um a very different like scaled back palette and then having colors that really pop and all sorts of action if you're into I guess more like high concept stuff um craziness uh again violence nudity kind of have to go hand in hand with this um check it out if none of those are things you like uh you go watch sailor moon it's uh doesn't have much of that stuff it really does not yeah uh, devil man crybaby is ripe full of boobs some safe to touch some that might bite your head off so just be careful i don't know if i trust touching any boobs in that <laughs> 
I probably would be too scared to touch my own, knowing I'd probably be some kind of devil sucker. Yeah, there's a chance you might lose a hand to your own nipple, so just be careful. Yeah. Just be careful. Gotta be careful with that. All right, Marcy, now is your time to give us a bit more of the prolonged elevator pitch on who you are, what you do, where listeners can find you and all your fantastic content, of which there is copious amounts. There is copious amounts. Uh, Trying to get back on track with a lot of... uh, a lot of podcasting, get back into schedules. It's been a little bit busy. Um, but yeah, the base of operations is supermarcy.com. You can find uh, most of the podcasts and reviews and all that stuff that we do there. Um, there's also a handy link tree, which is just uh, the link tree address, linktr.e slash the super network. Um, so you can find out about all the podcasts that uh, we do over there, mostly uh, film, good film, bad films, you know, in between. Uh, we do a bit of horror, Stephen King, uh, Aussie-focused films, Z-grade-focused films. Uh, we have all of that. And uh, I have a personal link tree, which is the same link, tr.ee slash supermarcy, where I can be found on Twitter, Twitch, all that kind of stuff. And I think that's about it. Nice, nice. Yeah, listeners, do yourselves a favor and head over to all those links that Marcy mentioned. That is, as far as looking for the right spelling, that is S-U-P-E-R-M-A-R-C-E-Y for Marcy there. But all the links will also be in the show notes to all the content that Marcy is churning out on the reg. There is so much there. There is something for everybody, so be sure to check that out. Obviously, you wanted to check out anything else April-related, you can head on over to videogamesandculture.com, which is our hub for all our podcasts and content there. Be sure to rate, view, subscribe, not only more than hentai, but also the other podcasts you're listening to, whether it be 8-bit-related, whether it be Super Network-related, or any other podcasts that are in your rotation because those ratings and reviews help keep those emotional lights on in our hearts. Takes no time to do, costs you no money, and means the absolute world to podcasters like ourselves. But yeah, that brings us to the end of another episode of More Than Hentai. You can find me at Brendan8Bit. You can find Marcy at Super Marcy. And you can find 8Bit as a whole at We Are 8 Bits. But until next time, whether your anime be subbed, dubbed, or still yet to come, enjoy yourself and much love to all the sexy waifus out there.